Welcome to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Our listeners are a big part of the show today. I'll ask you questions about Native news and issues from the past year. Do you know your trivia about reservation dogs and the Indian Child Welfare Act? Do you know how many federally recognized tribes there are in the U.S.? If so, you could be a winner on today's trivia show. Be ready to call in quick. There are prizes and bragging rights on the line. We'll be back after the news. This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. A D.C. appeals court is denying an Oglala Sioux tribal request to review nuclear permits issued to a proposed uranium extraction project. The move clears one of several federal permits that are under appeal. South Dakota Public Broadcasting's Lee Strubinger has more. The tribe says the Nuclear Regulatory Commission did not follow the process of the National Environmental Policy Act, and National Historic Preservation Act to protect the tribe's cultural and historic resources. Travis Stills is an attorney with Energy and Conservation Law out of Durango, Colorado. He says the ruling means the NRC's permits will get issued, but without a full assessment of what negative effects to cultural, resource, and groundwater will be. It ends up on turning on some fairly narrow technical questions of law, but the result is the court allowed the NRC to go ahead with licensing without being informed of the serious impacts that its licensing decisions would have on uh, the cultural resources of the Lakota, especially the uh, Ogallala Sioux tribe. The tribe has a 90-day period to appeal the decision to the U.S. Supreme Court. Mark Hollenbeck is the project manager for the Dewey Burdock site. He says the appeals court ruling is expected. We have won everyone along the way, and we expect to continue that way, and uh, it'll just go through the process. Hollenbeck has sought permits for the project since 2012. Two EPA permits are also under review. State permits for the project are on hold until federal permit appeals conclude. Recently, Fall River County voters designated uranium mining as a nuisance. Backers say it halts uranium production in the county, Project proponents call the measure illegal. It's unclear whether that designation will get challenged in court. For National Native News, I'm Lee Strubinger. The Office of Hawaiian Affairs recently released a report on missing and murdered Native Hawaiian women and girls. The report was compiled after more than a year of data collection and work by a task force focusing on missing and murdered Native Hawaiian people. Advocates, task force members, and state lawmakers recently held a press conference at the state capitol in Honolulu to discuss the release of the first official report. Some key findings, more than a quarter of missing girls in Hawaii are Native Hawaiian. Hawaii has the eighth highest rate of missing persons in the U.S., and the average profile of a missing person in Hawaii is a 15-year-old Native Hawaiian girl missing on Oahu. Kara Jabola Karolas is the executive director of the State Commission on the Status of Women and Task Force co-chair. On one hand, these findings are startling, and then on the other hand, this report really doesn't say anything new. Instead, It vindicates and validates what Native Hawaiians, sex trafficking, and gender-based violence service providers 
and feminist activists have been saying all along and have been told that they were exaggerating or manipulating facts or just simply providing an anecdote. Task force members say another concerning finding is documentation that shows the U.S. military directly contributes to child sexual exploitation in Hawaii, pointing to law enforcement operations involving men arrested for trying to have sexual encounters with 13-year-olds online. Advocates are calling on the U.S. military to be on the task force. They're also seeking more data collection and for state lawmakers to work with law enforcement, advocates, and survivors to craft policies to protect women and girls. The task force was created by the state legislature in 2021. Another report is expected to be released in 2023. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by BNSF Railway, proudly supporting the nation's economy by moving the goods that feed, supply, and power communities across the country. More at bnsf.com slash tribal relations. You've probably seen those car ads, low price, low payments, but when you get to the dealer, there could be a catch. If a dealer isn't honest when it comes to its car ads, tell the Federal Trade Commission at reportfraud.ftc.gov. Support by the Federal Trade Commission. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. As we wrap up this year and head into a new one, we want to know how much our listeners picked up on Native issues by listening to our show. Don't worry, this is going to be fun. In this hour, we are asking you trivia questions. Most are focused on news and current events from 2022. We also have questions about arts and entertainment and some on Native history and politics. If you have the answer to a trivia question, call in as soon as you can. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, we'll bring you on the air to tell us the answer and we'll send you a prize. And the prize is a collection of really cool stickers from Native America Calling and other Native Voice One shows. You got it? Are you ready? The number to call when you have the answer for a trivia question is our regular hotline, 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. Put it on speed dial if you haven't done so already, one 800 996 We have three subject matter experts on our show today who will assist with facilitating our 2022 Trivia Challenge. All of these folks are uniquely qualified as frequent NAC guests with a boatload of knowledge on Native issues and topics. Joining us from New York is Vincent Schilling. He's an editor of NativeViewpoint.com and a certified Rotten Tomatoes critic. He is Aquasasni Mohawk and will be our expert on all questions related to Native entertainment. Vince, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks. Appreciate you having me, Sean. I like that you said I have a boatload of information. <laughs> <laughs> you do very much so. And I really appreciate you hashtagging our trivia show uh, at Native American Trivia Show. If you want to check it out, anybody. Appreciate it, Vince. Joining us from Ann Arbor, Michigan, is Matthew Fletcher. He's a law professor at the University of Michigan Law School and author of the Turtle Talk blog. 
He's a member of the Grand Traverse Band of Ottawa and Chippewa Indians and will be our expert voice on questions pertaining to Indian law. Matthew, welcome back as well. And how about those Michigan Wolverines? Hey, Ijada gives you go one day. Go blue. <laughs> Appreciate it, Matthew. And joining us from Phoenix, Arizona is Deborah Utasia Kroll. She's the Indigenous Affairs Reporter for the Arizona Republic, reporting on the intersection of climate, commerce, and culture. She's a member of the Hoklum Salinan tribe and will provide expert consultation on trivia topics related to news and current events. Deb, great to have you back on the show as well. Shakamos, uh, Sean, and greetings from the unceded lands of the Akamel Atham and the Pipaj. Well, Deb, we sure do appreciate you joining us. And um, let's just refer to you as the other Auntie Deb. How about that? I understand you've got a, yeah. a lot of nephews and nieces. Yes, I do, both by blood and by by career choice, a lot of the younger reporters at the Republic refer to me as Auntie Deb. <laughs> righty, there we go. I love it. Okay, let's go ahead and start with a question related to Native entertainment. Vince, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, go. let's do this. Okay, so <laughs> listeners, be ready here. If you know the answer to this question, first one to call in with the answer will win a prize. Here we go. Amber Midthunder plays Naru in the 2022 Hulu release Prey. What is the name of the franchise Prey Continues as a prequel? Also, the name of the original film. Phone lines are open. Well, Vince, what do you think? We think we'll get a quick answer on this. Oh, I can give you a quick answer, but I don't know if you wanted to ask your audience. <laughs> I just think how long, how long do you think we'll get before we get a call here? Oh, I think we'll probably get one pretty, pretty quickly. But just, just real quick, I do have an answer to 12, 17, 19, and 43. It's all West duty. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Okay. Well, Vince, Prey got so much publicity this year. I mean, it was such a groundbreaking film. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I almost think, like, what else can we say about it? What, I mean, now that it's been out for a while, what, I mean, are they talking sequel? What's, what's the scoop on that? You know, I, I, I question that. I would love to see it. Um, but I'll tell you, Hulu was just, I mean, thrilled with the response because it was just absolutely explosive in terms of how many people came uh, to the site and watched the movie. And it was, it was really highly lauded. And at first, I'll tell you, I was nervous when I first saw it come out. I was like, how is this going to be? And then uh, when, I, when I watched it and realized the consultation that was involved, incredible so i was very very happy overall with it so it was, it was just great to see when you had so many people saying that it was like the best um of that series yet you know better than the original yeah. we won't say the name but better i mean you just the best it. one right <laughs> but uh i mean you know for as long as, as that goes back uh, wow oh we have somebody on the line with the answer named carl peterson carl are you on the line there Yep, it's the Predator franchise, and I would say it's the best of the series, and uh, it's also a better film in uh, in the Choctaw language. It's, it's a, a lot better film when you watch it in that language and see um, how it looks. I love that they refilmed it with the – it's not a uh -huh. dub. 
it, it's original, um, you know, voice acting in, in both English and Choctaw. They refilmed it with right, right. With Carl, the, I'm sorry. Do you mean you mean movement. Comanche instead of Choctaw? Do you mean Comanche? Is it Comanche. Okay, yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, yeah. all right, Carl. Sorry. Well, hey, great for being quick on the draw. You are a winner. Um, again, I'm just going to ask this question. Amber Mid Thunder plays Naru in the 2022 Hulu release Prey. What is the name of the franchise? Prey continues again. Can you say it again for me? The Predator franchise. The Predator franchise. You got it. Okay, so our producers are going to take care of you and get your address, and they're going to ship that gift out to you ASAP. How's that sound, Carl? All right, thank you. And again, listening on KIPI 93.5 here in Eagle Butte, South Dakota. So thank you, guys. All right, thanks for that shout-out, Carl. Appreciate it very much. Happy New Year to you. Vince, let's do another trivia question related to enter, enter, excuse me, entertainment. Here we go. On the show Alaska Daily, what is the name of the Alaska Native actor who plays the love interest of Grace Dove's character, Roz Friendly? Okay, listeners, let's go. Speed dial. We want the answer. <laughs> love interest of Grace Dove's character. Vince, you interviewed Grace Dove not too long ago. Yes, I did. I've also interviewed this other person as well. But, yeah, she was um, she was a little spitfire, i got to say. You know, because we were talking quite a bit about the concept of her being this native journalist, this Alaska native journalist in, you know, some smaller news. And here comes Hillary Swank as her character to to be the, the, you know, reporter that could show everyone how to do it. And I was just like, you know, how do you feel about this? And she goes, I've got some attitude that I'm throwing in there. And and sure enough, she was holding her own in there. So it was was nice to see her kind of hold her own in that way and be a a strong Native woman on a, a television show that just, again, just, I mean, was yeah. huge in terms of the audience response. Absolutely. Auntie Deb, have you seen Alaska Daily? Um, I saw the first one, but um, I haven't seen any more since. So, But what a, the, mm-hmm. the, premise, the premise is pretty interesting. My, my you know, because I'm such an old auntie, um, I'm kind of wondering why why the MMIW issue was ignored until the white journalist shows up. But, you know, it's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people were kind of critical of that, for sure. I'm going to go ahead and repeat this question here for listeners. On the show, Alaska Daily, what is the name of the Alaska native actor who plays the love interest of Grace Dove's character, Roz Friendly? And uh, you know what I think is really cool about uh, Grace Dove is, I mean, she's been in the business a while now, Vince. I mean, I, I remember she was really good in The Revenant a few years ago. She's, she's been doing quite a bit, and, and you see her pretty active on social media as well. I mean, you know, you got you got to give her credit for, you know, working hard to do what she does. I mean, she's, she's really out there, you know, doing quite a bit. You know, she's, uh, you know, I mean, she previously did, you know, Monkey Beach, she's been in I think with the cut, how it ends, all of these films she's doing. She has a lot of credits that she has and you know you gotta give her credit for for, for stepping up. And uh, I think something's called thirteen steps. That's it. That's in pre production and I know that something else was optioned. I don't know how how far that's going. So Okay. But, all but right. yeah, you gotta give it up for Grace Dove. Absolutely. And uh, we do not have any callers on this question yet. So I'm gonna give one hint here. 
Uh, on the show Alaska Daily, what is the name of the Alaska Native actor who plays the love interest of Grace Dove's character, Roz Friendly? Hint, hint, he was also on The Magnificent Seven. We're going to move on to another question, another topic. But anybody who does have that answer, you can still call in. If you're the first one with the correct answer, you will win a prize. Now, let's move on to law and politics with our resident legal expert on the show, Matthew Fletcher. Matthew, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go, listeners. First question related to law and politics. Um, here we go. The U.S. Supreme Court is scheduled to make a decision in 2023 that could have significant bearing on the Indian Child Welfare Act. What is the name of that case? And listeners, the shortened version will be acceptable. Um, Matthew, you know, these legal cases, I mean, the names, they're just tongue twisters sometimes. Yeah, there's actually a great uh, website that uh, tries to uh, do pronunciations for tribal names. This one doesn't, by the way, maybe this is a hint, a giveaway. This doesn't have a tribal name in it, so there's that. But, um, you know, yeah, they're, they're tongue twisters. If you have to do the whole lengthy thing, there's a lot of named plaintiffs and defendants. And so it would take forever. So the short form, the short form is just fine. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Well, folks, we're going to have to take a break here in a, in a few moments, but uh, we're going to leave those phone lines open for somebody who might have the answer to this question. I'm going to repeat it. The U.S. Supreme Court is scheduled to make a decision in 2023 that could have significant bearing on the Indian Child Welfare Act. What is the name of that case? Again, the shortened version is acceptable. If you know the answer, give us a call right now, 1-800-99-NATIVE. We'll be right back. This time of year is tamale season. Those little packages of deliciousness have a long and interesting history starting in indigenous Mexico. We'll trace their history. Also, salmon and bannock owner Inez Cook is celebrating the opening of the first indigenous restaurant in an airport. And we're discussing the most recent food news and topics on the menu on the next Native America Calling. Yate, prevent the spread of flu and other respiratory illnesses by rolling up your sleeve to get a flu shot. Mask up, sleeve up. Contact your local Indian health care provider for more information or visit medicare.gov forward slash coverage forward slash flu dash shots. A message from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Ajaja. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We're playing trivia today. Are you having fun yet? Each question is focused on issues and news over the past year. If you have the answer to a question, call in right away. Give us the answer. If you're the first person with the correct answer, we'll send you a prize. Pretty straightforward. So just put your thinking caps on. Native trivia buffs, I'm talking to you. Here we go. That number to call, 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. Earlier, we asked a question related to the show Alaska Daily, and we have Bridget on the line in Palmer, Alaska, listening on KNBA. Bridget, I'm going to repeat the question on the show Alaska Daily. What is the name of the Alaska Native actor who plays the love interest of Grace Dove's character? Martin Fensmeyer. 
Bingo, you got it. Awesome. Martin Sensmeyer, absolutely. Bridger, are you a big fan of Alaska Daily? Um, I haven't really seen the show that much, but I'm a big fan of Martin Sensmeyer. I know his family from Yakutat, and they're wonderful people. Oh, that is super cool. Awesome. Well, Bridget, thank you for sharing and thank you for participating in our trivia challenge today. Your gift is coming in the mail. And uh, Matthew Fletcher is also on the line with me and he is our legal expert. And Matthew, it looks like we have an ICWA winner, excuse me, um, related to our question on the Indian Child Welfare Act. Uh, we're just waiting on that person. So uh, here we go. We've got this person on the line right now. Her name is Elena. Elena, here's the question. The U.S. Supreme Court is scheduled to make a decision in 2023 that could have significant bearing on the Indian Child Welfare Act. What is the name of that case? Holland versus Brackeen. There you go. Elena, listening on KUNM in New Mexico. Winner, winner. Good job. Awesome. You've got a gift package coming to you as well. All right, Matthew, here we go. Let's do another question related to law and perhaps a little bit of politics. This question pertains to tribal leaders. So, listeners, here we go. New tribal leadership is coming to Window Rock in 2023. Who is the incoming president of the Navajo Nation? Incoming president of the Navajo Nation. You know, Matthew, it's interesting, Navajo Nation. Um, it's tough to go two terms there. That last president that lost, Jonathan Nez, I thought he was really popular, but but he did not win re-election. I think you got to go back like 15, 20, almost 20 years before you've had a two-term uh, two term president there of the Navajo Nation. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I don't know much about Navajo politics, but, uh, you know, all politics is local. And the thing I think about being Navajo Nation president is in some respects you're very much a national political figure. And, um, you know, it's probably the most important political job in Indian country, you know, the largest tribe with the most population uh, and, and land base. And, you know, they're really uh, – the Navajo Nation is a really big, important player in national politics. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things with tribal politics uh, is that if you're a national – sort of a national figure, it really hurts you at home to some in some, in some respects. So mm -hmm. maybe that's a part of the reason. Sometimes, Matthew, I feel like these smaller, like some of these tribal leadership positions, they're almost harder than like the big national positions, like being a senator or something like that, because you've got to just really be able to connect with people on a personal level, as opposed to, you know, like these people that run for president. They, I mean, it's all on social media and the news, but you've got to be grassroots. You got to actually be there in the community and you got to be able to, to really win people's respect there face to face. That's absolutely true. And I remember when I worked in Indian country as a tribal attorney, I was always impressed by the accountability, the political accountability that my clients had to their constituents. And you compare that to state and local officials, you know, they're part of a political machine. And places like, you know, Montana and Wyoming, sometimes the people who run for Congress and win don't even live in the state. They never really showed up. They just happen to be <laughs> part of a political party. And they don't have to know anybody in the state. Right. Right. Well, we've got a caller on the line. He is listening on KUNM in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Billy. Billy, here's the question again. New tribal leadership coming to Window Rock in 2023. Who is the incoming president of the Navajo Nation? Uh, that's Boo Nigren. 
Boonigrin, there you go. That's good enough for a package of stickers from Native America Calling and Native Voice One. Billy, thank you for participating today. Absolutely. Are you a member of the Navajo Nation? Uh, no, sir. Um... No worries. No worries, Billy. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, Matthew, let's do one more political question here. Listeners, here we go. Oklahoma just elected a third enrolled tribal member to Congress. When was the last time there were three Native American congressional members from Oklahoma all serving at the same time? Listeners, there we go. Matthew, Oklahoma, you know, just so much going on there politically, uh, so much going on with Native affairs, powerful tribes, powerful tribal leaders. What are you what are you kind of looking for out of Oklahoma here in, the, in coming in, in 2023? You know, I, it's really interesting because I think in part that Supreme Court case from a few years ago, uh, the McGirt case, where the Supreme Court held that the reservations remained extant for the in the Scobie Creek Nation, and that was extended out to the five tribes. You know, those tribes really spent, they are huge. They have huge population base. They have resources. I actually had a politician from Oklahoma once ask me, why is it that these tribes have all this money and the state of Oklahoma is basically uh, bankrupt? <laughs> and um, so they're, they have this, they're sort of a, uh, sort of a, 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 you know, a sleeping giant, uh, a series of sleeping giants within the state. And I think McGirt, and the opposition and the backlash towards the McGirt decision has really galvanized those tribes to work together to, you know, to assert themselves politically in a way that I don't think they've done before. And, uh, you know, the, if you're part of that Oklahoma political machine, you got to be quaking in your boots a little bit because these tribes can really make an impact. And you're just beginning to see the tip of the iceberg. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to repeat this question. Oklahoma just elected a third enrolled tribal member to Congress. When was the last time there were three Native American congressional members from Oklahoma all serving at the same time? Okay. At the same time. And I'm going to give you the names of these reps. Mark Wayne Mullen, member of the Cherokee tribe, Tom Cole, Chickasaw, and Josh Brackeen, who is Choctaw. All right, folks. You got the answer to that? Give us a call. Auntie Deb, are you ready for a current events question? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Okay. So we're just going to leave the callers open there. Anybody with that Oklahoma question, please give us a call. Next question. In November, an ABC anchor misspoke while promoting an upcoming segment on Native American Heritage Month by referring to Native people as what? If you've got the answer to that question, give us a call, 1-800-996-2848, 1-800-996-2848. Uh, Auntie Deb, jeez, uh, I mean, what did you make of that situation? It's just another example of why we need lots lots more Indigenous people working in, main, in, in mainstream and legacy media. Um, you know... This, you know, the CNN thing a couple of years ago with Native people as other, that's, that's another egregious example. Um, this, this seems to happen quite a bit. And all you young, young people out there who are thinking of going into journalism, I know you want to go home and work for your tribe, but this is why you all need to be working for ABC, NBC, CNN, 
and who who knows, maybe even the New York Times, because they could certainly use the help. <laughs> well, she the the anchor claimed to to be trying to say indigenous creators, and it just came out wrong as um, a different word, and I won't say that word. It's a hint to you folks. The anchor was trying to say indigenous creators. I don't know, Auntie Deb, do you buy that excuse? No, because if, if they had really misspoken, they would have immediately said, oh, I meant creators, not the other one. Right. You know, right. because people do misspeak on TV. This this happens. Um, and But they're, they're usually pretty good about fixing it really fast. Okay. Let's go on to another question here. Uh, we'll let listeners call in on that last one regarding the uh, the ABC anchor, okay, who misspoke on air. Next question here, listeners. Earlier this year, the International Olympic Committee officially reinstated Jim Thorpe as the sole gold medal winner in what two events? What two events were they, folks? Give us a call. 1-800-99-NATIVE. 1-800-99-NATIVE. And we have a caller on the line with a answer to our last question. Claire listening in Eagle Butte, South Dakota on KIPI. Claire, I'm going to go ahead and reread this question for you. In November, an ABC anchor misspoke while promoting an upcoming segment on Native American Heritage Month by referring to Native people as what? Indigenous creatures. That's it. Use the term indigenous creatures. Wow. Wow. Just uh, hard to believe. But at any rate, great job there, Claire. You win a prize coming to you in the mail. Thank you for joining us. Again, that's Claire listening on KIPI in Eagle Butte, South Dakota. And we still got the Jim Thorpe question out there. Um, what two events did he win his gold medals in? Matthew, are you a Jim Thorpe fan? Of course. I'm native, aren't I? <laughs> I think so, but I feel like so many people, sadly, are they're kind of forgetting his legacy. Is, is, you know, It's been so many years now. You know, I watched a Jim Thorpe movie years ago, and he played football at a time when uh, they didn't have hash marks on football. So if you got tackled by the sideline, that's where they hiked the ball. It's really weird. And there was a game where Carlisle was playing, like, Army or Harvard, the number one team in the country, and they were the last play of the game. He had to kick a field goal from the 50-yard line on the sideline and made it to tie the game. I mean, who can do that? That's incredible. Well, in those days, those guys, they had to play offense and defense. They were on the field the entire game. They had to be able to block, hit, run. And then kicking, I think, was a big part of the game. Like, they, they kicked, you know, there, was, there were a lot more field goals and stuff like that. And, I mean, they had to be, like, a really all-around athlete to play. Auntie Deb, uh, Jim Thorpe fan on, on your end? Oh, heavens, yes. You, you, know, you know, ESPN made him, you know, named Jim Thorpe as the athlete of the 20th century. And there's a reason. That man, anything that he touched, he excelled at. You know, he was, in fact, I would also say he's probably going to be named the athlete of the 21st century. I mean, he's just amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, folks, we still have two questions that have gone unanswered. The first one, when was the last time there were three Native American congressional members from Oklahoma 
all serving at the same time. And the next question, uh, what two events did Jim Thorpe win his Olympic gold medals in? Okay. Alrighty, folks. Let's go back to entertainment. Vince, are you on the line still? I'm still here. Alrighty, here <laughs> we go. Here we go. Hey, We're hey, talking. Sean, Sean yes. I have a I have a very quick question for you. This Let's is my trivia question to you. Who is the Italian guy buying cannabis from Indians in a the, a recently released TV show? <laughs> oh my gosh, Italian guy <laughs> buying buying cannabis cannabis from okay um from indians yes i'm just gonna throw a name out there right now. and I, I hope he's still <laughs> ray romano is he still alive no joe joe rogan good old fly alone in the tulsa <laughs> king oh man oh vince you got me man have you, you got me bro have you seen it it's an excellent show i gotta i gotta i gotta interview uh sylvester salone for this because i just i just love the guy i've loved him my whole life but he, he's excellent it's a fantastic he, show he is and you know one thing about sly is he gets a, he gets knocked a lot for being like one-dimensional he is a very versatile actor i remember when he did copland he he can lay he yeah. can, he's got some chops well, you know, he, he has, he is, uh, whether he is, you know, an Oscar winning actor or not, you know, give me a break. The guy is an entertainer. He brings stories that uh, make you feel great, make you feel excited. He, I just, right. I just absolutely love him. Right. I always have for a long time. Absolutely. Well, let's do another question here. We're talking okay. Reservation Dogs. What character in Reservation Dogs spoke this phrase? White people go to Cancun. We go to IHS conferences. All right, listeners, who said it? 1-800-99-NATIVE. Vince, do you remember that line? Yes, I do. And, and it's funny because at the moment I was like, hey, oh, what? It's kind of true. <laughs> we, Pile the whole family in. We don't go to every conference in, you know? that exists. Yep, we go to every, every conference that exists. <laughs> yep, yep. And take advantage of, of the hotel room and just, you know, the hub. <laughs> he covers his own airfare or, or whoever is coming along for the ride, the kids. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's always like 86 native people who are like, I don't have a room. Can you guys help me out? <laughs> so you're like, yeah, come on. So there's like one place, with like 80 people staying in it. <laughs> IHS conferences for sure. Big, big national events. Uh, okay. So that's the question. What character in reservation dogs spoke this phrase? White people go to Cancun. We go to IHS conferences. If you know the answer, 1-800-99-NATIVE. Also still, Wanting to know in what events did Jim Thorpe win his gold medals? I know we've got some Jim Thorpe fans out here who who know yeah. the answer to that question for sure. And also yeah. Oklahoma. When was the last time we had three Native American congressional members from Oklahoma all serving at the same time? Looks like we've got somebody who knows the Jim Thorpe answer here coming on the line here in just a moment. So, uh, Vince, how long do you think Reservation Dogs is going to go? I mean, could it be like a big, huge 10-season success going forward? You know, it's, 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 it's interesting to see. Uh, I'd like to see how far this could go. Um, you know, from a critical standpoint, I'd like to see a little bit more of a moral compass. I think it's uh, a show that really could, could resort to some nice stuff in terms of, like, top tapping into some of these these tough topical issues, you know, but it could go forever. I mean, it just it really could. It has the potential. You know, there is one thing about Jim Thorpe I love is when the king of Sweden said congratulations <laughs> and put the medal around him, he said, thanks, king. <laughs> I, know. I know. That's the most classic quote ever. 
Thanks. <laughs> so the greatest athlete in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, and we've got a caller who knows the Jim Thorpe question. Stephen, listening on KSUT in four corners. Stephen, here we go. Earlier this year, the IOC officially reinstated Jim Thorpe as the sole gold medal winner in what two events? So, Stephen, are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, uh, what two events did Jim Thorpe win his medals in? Gold. Uh, decathlon and the pentathlon. There you go. All right. World's greatest athlete, decathlon and pentathlon winner. Hey, Stephen, I've got a quick bonus question for you. Extra credit. In what year did Jim Thorpe win his Olympic gold medals? Do you know that one? Um, I, I'm going to just take a wild guess. I know it's early. I think it's 19 because my grandpa was talking about it. 19, I think 12 or 13. There you go. 1912 it was. 1912 it was. Folks, we're going to have to take a short break. Trivia challenge here. Questions still out there. 1-800-996-2848 if you know the answer. Stay with us. More questions to come. Close to half of American adults have high blood pressure. Of those, about 75% don't have it controlled. Chief Medical Officer at the Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital, Dr. Luke John Day. Have your blood pressure measured yearly by a healthcare professional and regularly monitored at home. The American Heart Association has developed the Get Down With Your Blood Pressure campaign using music and dance. Learn more at heart.org slash HBP control. They support this show. You're listening to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We're playing trivia today, and you are welcome to join. I still have some questions left, so if you have the correct answer, call in right away. We'll send you a prize. The number to call, 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. Score a prize and bragging rights for being a Native America Calling trivia winner. I thought it'd be cool to throw in a free chicken dinner, too, but I was overruled on that one. Sorry, folks. All right, it looks like we're going to have to ditch that Oklahoma representative question. Nobody's calling in with the answer to that. So I'm going to go ahead and let Matthew Fletcher respond. Matthew, again, Oklahoma just elected a third enrolled tribal member to Congress. When was the last time there were three Native American congressional members from Oklahoma all serving at the same time? Matthew, do you, remember, do you know when that was? Yeah, it was right before I was born, 1924. <laughs> oh, geez. You sure look good for your age, Matthew. I'll tell you what, you really, really do. What's the secret there? Oil of Olay or something? Yeah, lots of makeup. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right, let's try another one of these questions here uh, related to law and politics. Listeners, here we go. How many tribes have been granted federal recognition in 2022? Again, how many tribes have been granted federal recognition in 2022? The answer, excuse me, the number to call 1-800-996-2848 if you have the answer. 1-800-996-2848. How many tribes have been granted federal recognition in 2022? 2022. Okay. All right. And I'm going to just read out another one of these questions here for anybody who might know it. Tribes are urging President Joe Biden to declare land in Nevada a national monument. What is the Mojave name for that land? I'll repeat it. Tribes are urging President Joe Biden to declare land in Nevada a national monument. 
What is the Mojave name for that land? For that land. Okay. All righty. All righty. Matthew, um, National Monuments uh, got a lot, a lot of news attention this year. Do you think we're going to see more of that coming into 2023? You know, I certainly hope so. Any kind of opportunity to protect, uh, you know, indigenous cultural resources and lands is a great opportunity. You know, the United States took a lot of lands, intentionally taking sacred sites, um, you know, to try to destroy tribes a century ago or more. So it's time to turn that around. And, uh, you know, it might be, weirdly enough, a good time to be doing that to protect um, sacred sites and, and other cultural resources because we've got a little bit of a crazy Supreme Court who's obsessed with religious freedom. And this might be a good chance to get some of that stuff done and protected. What, what do you think were the, were the biggest legal stories of the year, 2022, Matthew? Well, uh, that's a good question. Um, my sense, uh, my, my obsession is the Indian Child Welfare Act case, the Brackeen case that we talked about earlier. Um, but I think this is sort of a holding period. You know, it's a, been a weird year. I think that the Supreme Court has this huge Indian Supreme Court case, and a lot of the lower courts are just sort of sitting on some other cases. Um, but to me, the, the, the biggest legal challenge probably for the next century or, or decade, maybe century, is that, you know, how, you know, the United States and tribes can work together to preserve the environment, to fight climate change, to, you know, look for sustainable resources in a way that's, uh, you know, respectful of, of um, indigenous cultures. Uh, I, no, I noted a news report recently that said that internationally, more than half of the world's lithium, which is a metal that's needed for uh, sustainable energy, is, um, is located on indigenous lands around the country. And so there's already a big fight going on in Arizona about a lithium mine going up on uh, the, the uh, sacred site of the sacred sites of the San Carlos Apache tribe. And I think that's the kind of thing that we're going to see a lot more of going forward. Okay. Well, we have a hint for the president, or excuse me, the, the question regarding the National Monument in Nevada. Uh, here's the hint. President Biden recently pledged to protect this land at the White House Tribal Nation Summit in Washington, D.C. So that question is, what is the Mojave name for that land? Also, uh, we want to know how many tribes have been granted federal recognition in 2022. And it looks like we have a caller on the line with an answer for the question related to reservation dogs. That's Kendall, who's listening in North Dakota. Kendall, I'm going to go ahead and read this question to you again. What character in reservation dogs spoke this phrase, white people go to Cancun, we go to IHS conferences? Yeah, that'd be uh, Bev. Uh, Jenna Schmeeding, I believe her name is. That's right. Yeah, you got the character's name and the actor. Jana Schmeeding, Bev. Good job, Kendall. There you go. What are you going to do with your Native American Calling bumper sticker there, Kendall? Where are you going to stick it? Uh, probably just give it to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. It'll be an early Valentine's gift. Kendall, thank you for calling in. And uh, Auntie Deb, let's uh, bring in another question here, and it relates to a pretty high-profile story that came out this past year. What tribe has plans to open what they say will be the largest cannabis dispensary in the world 
2023. Largest cannabis dispensary in the world, they claim, in 2023. If you've got the answer to that question, the number is 1-800-996-2848. And Auntie Deb, we heard Vince earlier talking about <laughs> Sly Stallone <laughs> going to a native dispensary in this new movie he's in. And uh, Tribal Weed, it's uh, it's a booming business, huh? Oh, yeah. that. Whichever this largest cannabis dispensary says it's going to be, it's going to have to be bigger than the one that Moapa is running in Vegas. And that one's huge. They they do like 3,500 doses a day or something like that. It's just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Um, I've been hearing, you know, dribs and drabs that a lot of the Nevada tribes are really interested in cannabis because it's it's difficult next to impossible that I am finding that um, the Nevada tribes, um, for some whatever reason, have a, a lot of trouble engaging in gaming, despite the fact there are three out-of-state tribes running casinos in Las Vegas right now. So they're looking at they're looking at cannabis as as an economic development um, tactic because they need they need something there. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You certainly do. I'm going to read this question. What tribe has plans to open what they say will be the largest cannabis dispensary in the world in 2023? I'm also going to give another hint for these uh, tribal lands uh, in Nevada that will be a na- that are now a national monument, and we want the Mojave name for that land. Another hint, uh, the national monument, it's currently called Spirit Mountain. Spirit Mountain. So if you've got the, the the answer to that question, that number, 1-800-996-2848. And still waiting on an answer for how many tribes have been granted federal recognition in 2022. And also, who plans to open the largest dispensary, uh, what they claim is the largest cannabis dispensary in the world in 2023. And Deb, didn't you do some reporting on Spirit Mountain? Yes, I did. I was just going to suggest that if you guys want to know what it is, uh, look up look up my latest story on AZ Central, um, and that that Biden Biden has pledged his support for the monument. He hasn't yet um, said he was going to actually do it. You, you know, the process to create national monuments uh, is pretty lengthy, so. I believe the tribes are hopeful that this will happen before he leaves office or that the next president will also be amenable to to honoring the request to, to make that place a national monument for, for extra protection. Um, that's actually the northern end of the Salt Trail, which which goes through where the lithium mine in Arizona is proposed. Sorry, Matthew, it's actually in Wikiup, which is right there in the middle of of, of the salt trail and it's really close and it, it could very well imperil of a spring that is sacred to the wallapai uh, right mm. there outside of Wikiup. And I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce the name very well, but, but the English <laughs> name is Kofer. All righty. Well, we need somebody with an answer to somebody who knows uh, that land out there, Nevada, Southern California area, what is the Mojave name for the land that was recently declared a national monument in Nevada? And uh, I'm going to give you a hint there for that cannabis question. That tribe is located on the East Coast, 
fact, I'm just going to give you another question. That tribe is located in the state of North Carolina. So if anybody can call in with that answer, you will win a packet of stickers for Native American Calling and other shows on Native Voice One. All right. Okay. Uh, let's do another arts and entertainment question here. We've got time. Uh, Vince, uh, do you remember the show? Uh, it featured a, it's a Netflix children's series, and it features the characters Cody Bear, Summerhawk, and Eddie Turtle. What is the name of the show? Anybody listening? If you have children who like uh, Native Children's Theories, excuse me, Native Children's Series, 1-800-996-2848. What is the name of the show? It features Cody Bear, Summerhawk, and Eddie Turtle. Okay. Vince, you're a fan of this show. Oh gosh, yeah, I gave it a a stellar score. You know, it's just it's just phenomenal. And I gotta give it a, give it up to the creators and you know, uh it, it's just a beautiful show. You know, I, I have to I have to say one thing about since we're ending the year, I have to give a shout to you guys at Native America Calling who have been like, you know, when you're in school and you're there, like, trying to, like, struggle to borrow a pencil, but then the guy next to you or the student next to you that has, like, all their folders, like, color-coded with, <laughs> they've got everything. That's how, how well-prepared you guys have been this whole year. I've just been really impressed with the shows you've done this year. And, Sean, you've just been killing it, you know. So I just I had to give a, a shout to you guys. You, you are that extremely well-prepared student. <laughs> Oh, well, thank awesome. you, Vince. I sure appreciate that very much. So we're trying, you know, we're trying for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Again, Netflix children's series featuring Cody Bear, Summerhawk, and Eddie Turtle. What is the name of the show? We did. We do about 250 shows a year here on NAC. So, um, and you know, it's a, it's very much of a, of a team effort. We've got a great crew. We've got Great producers, uh, Andy Murphy, Sol Traverso, Art Hughes, of course, Marino Spencer in the engineering room. we got a great team of people here. Uh, we've got a great guy that does the social media for us. His name's Show McPollin. And you probably hear these names on the cre- uh, when we do the credits on Friday, but uh, I'm going to just go ahead and say names again. And, and of course, uh, Clifton Chadwick, who does all of our underwriting. So we really appreciate all the support we have. And we've got a caller on the line who knows the, the dispensary answer uh his name is david david here we go what tribe has plans to open what they say will be the largest cannabis dispensary in the world in 2023 don't judge me but based on this question I, i'm not a weed uh, partaker but it's the <laughs> cherokee nation um can you be a little bit more specific than that david uh, Eastern Cherokee. There you go. Yeah, that'll work. Because Cherokee Nation's technically Oklahoma. Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians located in North Carolina, Western North Carolina. So that was David listening on KISU in Idaho. And uh, he wants to make it clear that uh, he does not partake in any of these products that uh, will potentially be sold at this dispensary, but he does know his native trivia. So we want to give him a shout out. Thanks a lot, David. We sure do appreciate that. Uh, Anybody with a Spirit Rangers answer? I'm just going to go ahead and give that one out there since nobody called in. The show is Spirit Rangers. That was a Netflix children's series featuring Cody Bear, Summerhawk, and Eddie Turtle. 
That was a show. Spirit Rangers. Love the theme song as well for that show. And we do have a caller ready on the line uh, for the other question related to the National Monument in Nevada. Shay, listening in Utah. Shay, here we go. Tribes are urging President Joe Biden to declare land in Nevada a national monument. What is the Mojave name for that land, Shay? Avikwame. Oh, wow, Shay, that was awesome. And I loved your pronunciation. Shay, great, great job. Um, do you spend a lot of time at Avikwame? I've been there, and I actually went to meet Deb Holland because I was with the Cultural Resource um, Department uh, for the, the Southern Paiute Tribe in Moapa. And so I went over there while they were still discussing how to get that into a national monument. So I know a little bit about it. <laughs> All right. Well, Shay, thank you for calling in, and you will receive a gift of Native America Calling and Native Voice One stickers. It'll be coming in the mail. So keep an eye out. And we're running down on, on time here, so I'm going to go ahead and just have our resident legal scholar, Matthew Fletcher, give us the answer for this one. Matthew, how many tribes have been granted federal recognition in 2022? So far, zero. None. Not of the big donut, huh? What about coming up next year, 2023? Do you think there'll be any uh, new tribes federally recognized? Well, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, there's certainly some tribes in uh, that, you know, in Michigan, for example, for a long time that have petitions pending that are treaty tribes. I mean, they're treaty signatories to treaties. So uh, we'll see if the government gets its uh, act together and does the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Matthew, how many federally recognized tribes are there at present? I can never remember. <laughs> I think it's 574. Yeah, I th yeah. So I always just say like more than 560 or 570 or something. Yeah. So 574, and that is correct. Our producers are confirming that is correct. And uh, well, folks, that is all the time we have for our trivia show today. I'd like to congratulate all of our trivia winners today. Your prizes are in the mail. I also want to thank our guests, Matthew Fletcher, Vincent Schilling, and Auntie Deborah Kroll for their arrow sharp insights on native trivia factoids. And for those of you that enjoyed our Native America Calling Trivia Challenge, tell us about it on social media. Our Twitter handle is 1-800-99-NATIVE. Uh, quick answer, uh, all these answers were all awesome. Thank you again, everybody, for participating. Join us again tomorrow for a rundown of 2022 in native food with our regular show, The Menu, with Andy Murphy. I'm Sean Spruce. Stay sharp. What if someone said you owe money to the IRS and have to pay with a gift card? What if they ask for a gift card so you can avoid arrest, help a family member, or keep your social security benefits? No real business or government agency will ever tell you to pay with a gift card. Anyone who does is a scammer. Gift cards are for gifts, not for paying someone. If anyone tells you to pay with a gift card, tell the Federal Trade Commission, the nation's consumer protection agency, at reportfraud.ftc.gov. Support by the Federal Trade Commission. This month and every month, remember, one in three Native American adults have high blood pressure. Check it at your nearest community health center. If the numbers are above 120 over 80, talk to a healthcare professional. Native community well-being is very important. You can take action by visiting heart.org slash hbpcontrol. This support provided in partnership with HHS slash OMH and HRSA under cooperative agreement CPIMP 2112-27 and CPIMP 2112-28.
Native America Calling is produced in the Annenberg National Native Voice Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico by Kwanak Broadcast Corporation, a native nonprofit media organization. Funding is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with support from the Public Radio Satellite Service. Music is by Brent Michael Davids. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.